This is the Polytechnicast. Hey, everybody. I'm Rob Stenzinger, and this is a show where I typically dig into uh, the creative projects that I work on that are, you know, publicly shareable kinds of things, and then dig into maybe topics surrounding them, like lifestyle stuff and whatnot. It's like a reflective journal. It's a it's a handy practice. And one thing that I find really awesome from time to time, and um, well, actually, I would happily do it more frequently if I had the gumption to make arrangements, but I find myself in the awesome circumstance of having a a guest once again, and it's a returning guest um, to the Polytechnicast. Uh, I have Pete Stromquist with me, and uh, it's kind of like the the third of a trilogy, which, who knows, I I assume we'll probably get together again. (laughs) But if it keeps happening, maybe it becomes its own thing. I don't know. Right, but three's a, three's a, a big number. Yeah, welcome back, Pete. Hey, thanks, Rob. Um, so, I think we, uh, when we when we left off with uh, with our listeners, there was a uh, um, so we we had a we had an initial experiment where we talked about um, oh what was that uh, optimizing? Oh yeah, just, just in time, time optimizations. Yes, yeah. um, that was go- that that was going back a few years. Yeah. Well, it's it's funny this yeah, this we this podcast has been around a little while, but it has uh, been. Uh, but then we did an experiment last time, well, or actually four experiments on purpose, where we time boxed um, after after doing a little bit of a, a sort of a collaborative design exercise where we yeah. had four different ideas. We 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 explored through them. We talked about maybe doing a retrospective. Like, do we think any of those were like ha- had any kind of sturdy usefulness? But maybe. That's a that's something we would dig into another time, right? Yeah, right. yeah, it, exactly. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I, I, there was definitely some value uh, out of that. Um, well, I think one of the things that came out of it, besides you know talking about time travel, which is always mm-hmm. fun, yeah, um, was this concept of you know you know looking at like our own sort of personal processes around time management. So it's kind of related to time travel. Uh, wow. If time travel were actually possible, which maybe it is, you know, that would change the dynamics of time management for sure. I um, I just looked at my watch and I saw the Segway train, like is is coming in on time. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> so, so you just are bringing us to like our topic for today. Oh yeah. Sorry, I wasn't sure if I was supposed to do that. No, it's great. Of course you are. It's awesome. Um, I'm like this is too perfect. So um, well, yeah. You were thinking of talking about. Um, Time management, but tied to goals, right? Right. Yeah. Um, well, like with anything, it's it's always good to know why you're doing something, and having sure. a purpose and and direction and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I tend to be a fan of that. Yeah, um, it helps. Even if it's uh, even if it's baloney, you can then go like at a future point in time. You're like, ah, that was baloney. I want and a different I, baloney. I feel confident that that was baloney, and now. <laughs> You can now intentionally make new bologna choices. Right. But it's not the same bologna as before. Whatever matches your intention. Yeah. Right. No, that's so, good. So goals and, yeah, time management stuff, that's interesting. What um, Before we get into that, oh, okay. was there something else before I early segued that you wanted to cover first? No, I don't, I don't no, wanna... it's funny. Because I, th- I think, honestly, there's not a lot to retrospective on that okay. without, like, almost, like... <sighs> re-listening to that episode and and like thinking of what might be more most useful and I think there's a few dimensions like we could like we could think of like what was like did we hear from any anyone who heard it at the time and what they thought was useful right also what we enjoyed as the process um 
and all that. Like, I mean, I have a hunch based on like what I thought was most, um, but most interesting. But in a way, I don't know if our our intention at the time was to try to come up with a, in a way, like a recurring topic, right? To explore, and I don't know if we really came up with that. We, yeah, we we sort of. I think we discussed the possibility of that. Yeah, but we yeah we didn't. Not sure if it really fleshed itself out. So yeah, and the one I all right. I mean, just so maybe this is the retro. Then it's just a really tiny retro about it because yeah. I think honestly the remote uh, collaboration and facilitation one yes. had some legs to it. Like we yep. probably could keep digging into that. <clears throat> yeah, I actually uh, totally agree with that because I do the both of us do that to some degree mm-hmm. in our in our sort of day job. So mm-hmm. um, I remember thinking that was if there was something we would carry out of that session, that would be it. So, so there right. you go. So, so there will might be a part four after all, since we've, <laughs> or maybe it's a part one of something else, right? Exactly. So yeah, who knows? That, um, that I think that's that's a that's a good enough retro. But what I'm I'm really curious then to dig into this uh, this fresh topic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, so uh, yeah, it's just it's kind of like um, taking a fresh look at. At time management seems like a, a kind of a I don't know overused term or, or clunky term has baggage maybe people mm-hmm. think different things when they hear that term but just mm-hmm. like yeah like what like like um, well maybe they think about different like methodologies that they've used over oh, the sure. years oh you know getting things done or sure. Franklin Covey or whatever the heck it happens to be so mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they automatically think in, that, in those terms. Um, you know, I just think uh, we have 24 hours in a day. It's our time is our most precious resource. Um, you know, compared to money, for example. Um, and so, how do you use that time? And is it is it being spent the way you want it to be spent? Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was we were kind of discussing this briefly before the show. Like, I feel like I have a pretty good system for like my day to day task management, but. Um, and I can track that. I can, you know, I, I know what I did when I did it, all that kind of stuff. But okay. I'm not super confident that what I'm doing there at that low level is really contributing to higher level things, mm. right? Goals or, or, you know, values and all that kind of stuff. Hmm. What, um, okay, so do you have a way where you, do you know your goals or values? In like a concrete way, right? <laughs> that helps, right? Yeah, <laughs> to actually know what those are, write those down. So, um, yeah, I, I I have done that from time. To, uh, this is probably yeah. This kind of gets to the maybe the crux of my issue, okay. which is um, I've done the goal setting sessions before, where I've sat down, like my wife and I would sit down and say, okay, what are our goals for this year? Yeah, um, and we've done it, and um, you know we've had some good ideas and thoughts. But like it, it, very quickly, it seems like we've kind of dr- we, we lose track of that. Like we don't go mm-hmm. back to that, and maybe we fall into sort of our usual rut of just existing or you know. We, and we've had a lot of big life events too happening, so mm-hmm. that can kind of drive what you're doing. But obviously, those are still part of what you're trying to accomplish long yeah. term. So, so what um, what does the um, so did you want to look at? A little bit more about the um, what those big planning events look like, and try to see how they 
would tie to the day-to-day? Because isn't that kind of where we start looking yeah. to? No, I think that's a good place to, to focus on. I'm also maybe curious about like what you do. Okay. Because I think I, I see you as somebody who's, you know, established themselves well in this area. Okay. Uh, not not like you, you brag about or anything like that. I just I, I just uh, I know I'm, I'm insufferable <laughs> and I understand. Yeah. <laughs> so in 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 the so there's definitely like at a sort of high level conceptual level I want to, I'd like to, I think it'd be interesting to tend, sort of dig into that process. All right. I'm also interested in maybe examining a little bit of like um, <clears throat> the mechanics behind it. Like and again I'm kind of curious about your if okay. you're willing to share uh, some of what you do. Um, you well, know. okay. Uh, good point. Thanks for asking. Podcast over. <laughs> Roll the closing music. <laughs> Darn it. No, <laughs> uh, no I'm, actually, I'm actually willing to share. All right. Cool. Uh, surprise. Uh, and for those of you who, who, who don't know uh, Rob in the physical world, because uh, he does exist physically, uh, <laughs> uh, he... Uh, I, so, m- m- just real quick comment on the on the, the the mechanical side. I've I've gravitated towards doing everything digitally, but yeah. you've always been somebody who's done had a mix kind of yeah. a hybrid approach, where there's things that work well on paper, and um, I'm kind of so that that's intriguing to me. Oh uh, sure. Um, so like so why do I why do I mix it up? Yeah. I think it's... Well, it, we don't have to get into that right now if you don't want okay. to. Sorry, no, totally that's good. Yeah. No, I would say um, this would be um, a, a really nice um, tangent topic. Okay. <laughs> tangent. So, so we're ready for a tangent. We'll jump in. Brief that. tangent. Um, so why do I do uh, both physical and digital um, and mix it up? It's... Um, I do it to maintain a, um, like, a, like a broader perspective. So I don't want to be stuck in, in the rut in the mental model or ideas behind one given tool. I want to always be able to see the tool as a tool mm. and not be um, missing out on what, what the tool might be uh, weak at. Got it. So, there's, so it's for wider perspective. And then it's also for... Um, it's, 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 uh, there are other flexible things that I enjoy about it. So like having like the little, uh, the Oxford, Oxford index card thing. Yeah. Or like before I carried this, I always would carry the pocket size moleskin book. Right. And the pocket size one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've had like, this has been a habit. Like I, I, pu- I pulled one of the pocket size and the moleskins off my, uh, my office shelf, uh, recently. And it was from, uh, what? 2006. Oh wow. So like I had, a, I have a big row of those yeah. for, you know, those years, but then there's yeah. a time when I've switched over now, like maybe right around 2011 okay. or 12. Had, yeah, it had been before 2013, yeah. for sure. Yeah, it was probably, yeah, 2011 or 12, somewhere in there. Okay. And, uh, but yeah, anyway, so yeah, I, I've, the, the physical is, um, it's, it's, it works good in different social situations too because that whole affectation of like having something physical to write down it looks different than if you're pulling out a, an electronic device it does it's electronic a devices social element yeah. have all these data traps too so yes. it's like well I wish this data would be available in five places and it's only available in two places or whatever and so now um, yeah and so it's another way to avoid the traps of, of the uh, software tools 
Yeah, and data devices or electronic devices come with a lot of distractions built in, right? Yeah, in later years, right? So that wasn't part of the pre. That wasn't part of the. That that's more part of my thoughts about it now. But like a few years ago, that wasn't really. I wasn't thinking about that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's now in the zeitgeist. People are like, that's a popular concern. Yeah, yeah, you know, for good reason, Um, because a lot of. A lot of a lot of smart folks have put a lot of time and effort into designing things that are um, really good at grabbing your attention. Right. So. Yeah. Exactly. Not, not it's hard to be productive in a casino. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> unless it's so distracting that it becomes <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. I it suppose was, at a certain point it becomes noise. It's all just background noise. Which yeah. is now yeah. One reason why a lot of people I think it's not a casino by any means, but like. A lot of people are productive in coffee shops where there's just the right amount of, sort of mm. background fuzzy noise. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, but that but the nature of that noise is different, right? Yeah. So it can be um, right. it's calming and, and, and connecting in some ways. Of right. Like oh, I'm part of this human yeah human place. Right. There's people around. They're doing people things. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, so I don't know. Like, is there what is it about the the um, the that that physical digital thing that that you've you've been curious about um before i answer that quick another quick tangent i'm going to shut the door okay which now that reveals information about or maybe we edit that out i don't know oh it doesn't matter um because the audio feel is different than other recordings it's fine oh right people know listeners will know exactly same yep yeah so uh i think I spend, and I, I again, I don't want to spend too much time on this mechanical side, just because I feel like more important discussion can be had with more of the uh, philosophical, whatever. But mm-hmm. um, one aspect that I, it's uh, my wife actually uh, sent me a link to an article that talked about this exact conversation of mm-hmm. you know digital versus non-digital ways of planning your day, and <clears throat> and they. The you know the, the, there's pros and cons. The digital things can be are you know can be good at like sort of managing things at a higher level, projects you know different things like that, yeah. deadlines, making sure things don't slip through the cracks. But then on a daily basis, this particular author recommended you know having you know the non digital approach because you can you can think about your day in a very focused manner, hmm. right? And and none of those distractions that are typically there. Are, are in your way and it's something about also like writing it down yeah uh even if it's the same thing you're writing down that you wrote down yesterday because you didn't get it done yesterday it's yeah there's a lot of folks who do that sort of chained to to to-do list where there's a new list every day but things get copied over right and so you're you're maintaining contact with these ideas whereas if it's just in a digital file and you're not not redoing that you're not touching it yeah you, you lose touch yeah um yeah, and so that's. I think it's it, it's. Um, I, I I think that's why I like to go back and forth. Part of that is, um, you know, to not lose touch. I've also noticed like I will misuse digital tools as sort of a pack rat kind of thing. So where if I may be trying to track tasks in like OmniFocus, but then those those become not as much tasks as like you know hypo, like interests and to follow up. Maybe someday, right? right. And, okay, yeah, and that can really build up over like the course of a year, right? Um, yeah, you got a backlog that's 
so long that <clears throat> you'll never get through it all, but that's okay. It, yeah, exactly. It's, that's right. okay, but then it's um, like you can you can really get overwhelmed and kind of drown in your own data. Yeah. Oh, totally. And yes, I know exactly what that that's like. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you think about? Let's see. So, would you like to talk about the the goal process? Yeah, let's do that. I think that would be to me. Um, if I had, I think the 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 uh, mechanical stuff is it's a it's an optimization. Yeah. Perhaps. It's not really the yeah, and hopefully you're finding something that matches your style. Yeah. Right? So, but but then it's it's after like, you know, it's at the point where you're you're deciding what works. Yeah. To do the thing, not necessarily deciding what thing to do. Right. Um. So I'm carrying right now this thing called um, I think it's it's a Circo notebook. Okay. And um, this is a way where I've made physical my goal process. I've gone mm. through lots of different processes over the years. Um, including where I built my own tool over multiple years oh, wow. that I thought I was going to release as software. And, uh, and that was like, even, even in like, I don't know, like whatever, 2001 through 2006, I was iterating on this tool hmm. and just using it personally. I lent, I gave it to a couple of friends too, and getting some feedback on it and it was called personal evolution Okay, and whatever. And it, it was, in a way, it was conceptually a lot like an OmniFocus with a little more point of view as far as um, different buckets of concerns you would want to manage. Right? Got it. So it had a lightweight method to it. And for those who don't know what OmniFocus is, maybe you can... So OmniFocus is a, is a, um, like a, almost like a personal project tracker thing where you, okay. can, you, can, you can have big tasks that are projects that break down into individual tasks. Okay. You can have, even have a hierarchy, right, Got it. in there. And um, then it's got a variety of other little little things to it. It's a lot like a wonder list or, um, oh, gosh, there's a bunch of those. In the I, yeah, so the one that I use that maybe is similar is Things. Things, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you can have projects and break them down into tasks. and Yeah. So, but it's digital, right? It's all digital. Yeah. And, um then let's see. So fast forward to like when I was, so I would write down my thoughts in notebooks a lot. I would do doodles and, and like express ideas and like little to-do lists uh, that were like super portable and easily at hand, uh, even quicker and easier than a, than a digital tool. And then I came across um, methods like uh, David Say's um, emergent task planner mm. And that turned paper into like more of a data tool. And so okay. it was this weird middle ground where it's like, it's more structured, but it's, it's still analog. Hmm. And so over time, I've now kind of cobbled together my own thing that, that ties together like my goal process with some um, weekly check-ins and also daily. Okay. So it's like this... This combines all those things. Interesting. And, wow. uh, and so I have it in this little um, circle notebook, which lets me um, keep track of a, of a couple different uh, uh, bits of feedback where I have, um, I have some helpful planning notes that, um, that are like reminders to me of, of like if I'm feeling a little bit disconnected from what I'm trying to get done or my goals or if, like... Um, these are habits that like I recommend I t- check into weekly and monthly, frequently, whenever, and daily. 
Okay. So um, <clears throat> that way, it's like I'm always, you know, I, I can get traction and right. not, not, you know, um, like so. Instance, for instance, I have weekly month on the, my weekly monthly list. I have uh, do a re- review of the week past and plan the week ahead. How did the last week go? What do I want to have to happen differently? Skim mm-hmm. through my detailed goals outline, and is there anything jumping out at me? Uh, every month, remove, review my goals in detail. Decide how I feel about them now, and any changes are if any changes are needed. And then I have to ask myself, what goals need extra attention in the coming month? Um, and then I start man- looking at what's on my calendar and how do I use that to help my goals for this month. That's good. Um, yeah, it's um, <clears throat> it's uh, it, it just reminded me of kind of a, a, a similar concept. Um, in money management, oh. which you know, money is a different kind of resource. Um, there's this mm-hmm. concept called uh, z- uh, zero-based budgeting, I think, where you—it's a way of doing budgeting where you say, whenever money comes in, mm-hmm. paycheck, whatever, and uh, what you do is you spend the money on paper before you actually spend it in reality. Oh, yeah. It's kind of in the the, the you'll, you'll hear people that subscribe to the say give every give every dollar a job mm. and so <clears throat> with with goal setting and time it's kind of a similar idea you have these goals you have like marching orders for your for your minutes and your hours and your days and <clears throat> you want to plan ahead and put them in certain buckets so that you know you're you're going towards that direction versus just spending time randomly so that's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it's a yeah, it's a bit like that because it's uh, it's that repeated feedback loop, right? And then having some kind of some kind of structure for it, right? Yeah, that's that, um, the structure is where I, I think I also have um, I struggle a little bit because I have it's funny I actually have in my to dos uh, um, and, and again I'm using things so it can create like automatic to-dos that pop up but i have a thing you know i have a weekly you know retrospective time and a monthly retrospective but i'm not you do what do you use it for (laughs) exactly (laughs) oftentimes i'll I'll hit it and it'll be like oh i don't have time for this i'll I'll, you know i'll I'll skip it right so i'm not i'm not actually some and it feels like i'm just trying to when i do it i'm sort of just maintaining a process it's easy to punt on those because you're kind of like hey self do i know what's going on you're like sure self i know what's going on right so so review done right um so i think it helps to have something that you can check back into right so every year i do go this is like the big thing um and this is my mini booklet of it which i keep with me at all times but this is the this is it yeah okay so um look at that yeah it's goal planning 2018 this is this is your yeah your, your plan of execution yep and so there's notes that have happened throughout the year but it covers uh you know, essentially my, my main, my suite of professional commitments, which of course is mainly, is primarily my day, day job, but my side projects. But then there's yeah. also other areas of concern too. Um, you know, family, finance, that kind of stuff. And, um, and then I do have, like this, it has a lot of touch points in it that, that remind me of the meaning of like why I care so darn much about it. Yeah. So like things like, um, like this, this helps me almost. It's like I want to keep coming back to it, you know, and and uh, but not being stuck by it, whatever. I I, I do morph and evolve a little bit, right? Like, but it's a, it is a good anchor point. Yeah. Right. Um, 
and um, yeah, and so there's there's funny things that like so like this comes out of a process of doing a lot of uh, personal interviewing and reflection at at the end of the year. Got it. Right, and so personal interviewing, thinking about like what are some of the most meaningful things I've I, that have happened to me throughout the year, mm. and um, you know, coming why, up with yeah, why was that meaningful, and yeah, yeah, kind of asking those questions versus just letting things happen and then you kind of charge forward without any reflection, yeah. And you think about you probably have sources of data that you can go mine, right? right. I mean, anything from as simple as email to text messages to. Right. Those tasks that you're tracking. Right. Right. Recall. Yep. Yep. And then, um, and then, uh, then I think, of, yeah. And then I try to think about like where, where my, like, what are the signals that I, I need to pay attention to. Right. So it's not just like me going inside my own mind and my hmm. own cocoon of data. Yeah. But like, how is this, um, you know, how is the world around me that I'm a part of reinforcing this too? Right. Um, right. Yeah. And it, well, and that, that's interesting you say that because there's obviously a lot of signals you could tap into, right? Mm-hmm. There's probably just oodles, right? So yeah. you have to kind of pick what are, the, what are the key ones that you want to pay attention to or what do you think today are the key ones, right? That might change tomorrow or whatever, but... Yeah, it, it gets overwhelming. I, um, <laughs> you can get overwhelmed by your own data. It takes a huge chunk of time for me in December and part of January to, to go, do this. To do yeah. this every year. Because yeah. I dig through my my digital notes that end up in, in my Evernote. I dig through my OmniFocus. I dig through my photos I took. Mm. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, and, and so then it's just... I dig through my journal, of course, too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I do. I do my my typical journaling is in a, an app called Day One, and that's uh, that's digital. Yeah. But um, yeah, so it's a lot of it's a lot to sift through. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then I I come up with some some perspective and what I want to have happen across <laughs> topics like family and community, fitness, professional commitments, um, which include my main job and side projects. So, and then you, you, I think you maybe mentioned this when you were kind of describing this, but like yeah. you've got this document that you're paging through right here and there's probably about what, eight pages or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some detail here, um, it's, but it's not, it's not overwhelming. How often do you go back and, and look at this and, and review this? Uh, monthly, monthly at least. Okay. Yep. So you have a cadence of every month to, to look that up. Yep. And then I have actually for just day-to-day, week-to-week perusal, I have like a quick summary of it too on a couple of note cards that okay. I pin later in the book. So I have essentially this these two views. I have the summarized view of the year of like what I want to get done every given month. I t- so that's a bit of a forecast mm-hmm. in the beginning where I'm like, I think this is what I'm going to try to do based on my goals. Yeah. Which and you were accurate on one of those. I was accurate on one. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Super inaccurate on others, but um, and then I have uh, this other card, which is uh, my current top projects. Oh right, and that's that's a way it's, where it's just like all these different notes, all these things can get overwhelming. It's like, what do I want to focus on right now? Yep, and whatever. Well, yeah, no, that's interesting. You, uh, I was you, you uh, made me think of something else too. 
I think part of what we, we try to tap into with this also is kind of like how our brains work. Um, every single day when we wake up, it's kind of like our brain just rebooted. Sure. And, or defragged or whatever. Yep. <clears throat> Another and fresh day. Fresh day. And, and you know, you, you can start just by like, you, you, without having something that you can easily quickly reference, your, your mind can wander to a thousand different things. Not sure. that that's a bad thing. It's no. just that, no. yeah, if you're trying to have some intentionality with what you're doing, it's a good way to reset it. Whereas if we didn't work, that, if, if our brains work like a regular computer, mm-hmm. just continuously going, um, you know, maybe we wouldn't need, but, you know, I think that daily reset also is healthy too. It has major benefits. Yeah. Short-term memory is a pretty great gift because it get, it can get overwhelming thinking about all the details too much. Yeah. And totally. Uh, and sometimes what I structure things like this too is, is so I can um, be be really flexible with myself. Where it's like I'm not in a mode to do this project. Maybe I can do another project, and that would be satisfying. Or maybe right. I just purposely don't do any of these, and right. then because you know you're going to um, come back to it. Exactly. Yeah. Right? And but and that that happens where you get to trust over time where you know like you know you're going to come back to it right. It's things aren't going to slip through the cracks. You can trust your system at least to know that that's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. Do you have any thoughts about the the big goal process? Uh, well, I'd like to know. Yeah, I'd kind of like to you know hear more about like how about how that happens. how that works. Yeah. Obviously, um, this, the, you know, the higher up you go with goals, the yeah. more you tie into like your own personal values and like what is um, super important to you. Oh, it's um, let's see. There's a there's a person who has done. Um, I'm not. It's she's done really great work. I'm trying to remember what her name is. Um, and it's it's one of those things where um, she models a really great process that I've found very inspiring and useful, but like not every single aspect about it I find you know particularly important to me. But um oh gosh, it's I think it's Susan and I'll have to look it up, but um it's escaping me right now. Uh what her name is. But uh what she does, it what the process is that I think is powerful, it's a self interview. Okay. And it's a, and it's a detailed self interview from multiple perspectives with multiple styles. Right, so like you could you could be doing a sketch for one page of it, like picturing what you want your future to be like or whatever, and do some kind of abstract map, mind map, or something concrete, whatever. And then you could be thinking of the exercise of uh, if you wanted to describe your next year in one word, what would that be? Mm. Right. And so there's like some pretty like I directly use those. Yeah, like I saw that. You kind of the words for 2018. I saw. Yeah, that. and I hack it to where I've, I have not been good at picking one word. Uh, oh, it, it has just, to be one word. Yeah, whatever. I mean, well, yeah. I, you know, for her version, for my version, I, I let myself get to, to make two words, pick two words, um, which I think I uh, sometimes I do compound words too, and I hack it even more. Like, and I literally um, so what I do is is um, part of the goal planning process that my wife and I do. We do similar things. We kind of go off on our own. We come back together and we do like a one of those giant poster sized um, post it notes. Hmm. And uh, and we have a series of them now for for a bunch of years. That's cool. And um, you know we sort of write up our the the high level points of our goals. So like that like this document exists as a the high level points of this are on a, a big a big post big post it. Yeah. And then I um, 
And sometimes it's a bit of back and forth where sometimes it's, it feels more natural to do the big picture and not know the details. Like this has a little more details on it, my little printout. Um, but it depends on the year, like what I'm ready for and when. But, um, but one of the rituals we do is um, we make little, um, little talisman to carry around with us. Okay. So like these are, my, these are my words for this year. Oh, wow. Um, and those words are uh, compassion, compassion and completion. So, do you, would you mind sharing what the what the meaning behind that is, or is that kind of? Yeah, it's well. I mean, I can do a, a, a swing at it, but yeah. it's so um, so. Compassion tangent is yeah. <laughs> See, we have a. Uh, I'm not going to put bookmarks in here, but that would be a perfect perfect thing to use podcast bookmarks for. <laughs> um, chapter markers, but uh, yeah. yeah, okay. So compassion and completion. Um. It's, oh, let's see, where, where do I go? Like, I, I think they both seem like very beneficial things that I wish to embody. Okay. Right. And, um, compassion meaning in all directions for, for myself and, and as, as many people as I can possibly include in that and be strong enough to include in that, even Got if it's it. really hard. Yeah. And, um. And I don't mean to give you a knowing look at that. <laughs> <With> that, <laughs> that was funny. I, was I didn't like, even catch it. But yeah. Where is it? Like, <laughs> How hard is it, bro? <laughs> it is pretty hard at the moment. Uh, no, it's, uh, that's, yeah, I mean, compassion. It's, um, I think, in, 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 in years when we see abundant kindness, which, you know, whatever. Anyway, uh, yeah, looking at the, the direction of social networks and all that stuff, the overall trend is, I don't think, toward... Um, positive experience, right? Yeah. So anyway, yeah. I want to have compassion because I want to also try to think through how could I adapt, have a, like better capacity to adapt. Sure. And then completion is is more um, uh, do, do the hard prioritization work. Like I have, I have big big feelings and passion for lots of different projects. Yeah. And they're just not all going to get done. And I've right. got I got to complete what I can. And, and this is, I, I, you've, yeah. you've talked a little bit about that before in conversations where you've wanted to, to, to complete maybe more things than you start in a given yeah. year or something like that. But yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So that's the gist of those yeah. words. And I, I like being reminded of them. Yeah. That's the, having a physical token that's right there to grab is, is a good way to do that. And that's, that's stealing a technique from a book um, I encountered called um, The Upside of Stress by Kelly McGonigal hmm. and um, that's the you know the, it's a lot of our popular conversation and concept around stress it's always negative right right we're right. almost always negative right and the book you know explores other other ways to in, engage with it and and not just not just as like um, you know finding you know placating distracting comments and whatever looking at you know happy fuzzy kitties or whatever that's wonderful too but like (laughs) um but like you can find more meaning but you if you can find the meaning in the stress then you know whatever anyway so gotcha and and she teaches a class on this i forget where is it's like columbia harvard something i don't know okay really nice school right yeah and um then a lot of her students carry around some kind of talisman whatever and um that could be a piece of paper it could be whatever you could sharpie it to your hand i guess right could be a tattoo but that's a little permanent could be a tattoo <clears throat> yeah anyway but so you so, must have a collection of these that you i do over yeah. the years that's neat yeah 
Okay. Anyway, tangent. Yeah, tangent over. All right. Where were we? So we were looking at, uh, so we were talking about the, the, the big yearly picture process. Yes. And I was mentioning, um, and I cannot remember Susan's full name, but uh, she has like this self-interviewing process that like, it's like 18 to 20 pages of stuff where, you know, you do a combination of fishing through your experiences and data from the year, plus doing this nice detailed self-interview. Plus, if you have a little bit of house rules in your own interview questions that you come up with over time. Um, Susan Fowler? Susan, nope, not Fowler. Oh, okay, sorry. That's, Sarah, that, no, is it Sarah? Susan I, Steinberg? Nope. <laughs> Google failed me. <laughs> Are you looking at a phone book? All right. No. <laughs> I just Googled Susan self-interview, and I was hoping it would pop right up there. Yeah. No. Nope. Uh, <laughs> uh, it'll be in the show notes. Yeah, it'll be in the show notes. So, so yeah, anyway, but that, that really helps. Like, So instead of sitting there at, at one time and only with what pops out of your head, right. you've got this sort of like helpful you know, facilitation workbook thing. Yeah, that you can draw out of. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting approach. So, I mean, to me, it helps me cover a wider range of concerns than I might if I'm just sitting there on my own. Yep, makes sense. So, there you go. That that helps form the, the bigger picture. So, now you have the big picture in mind, and now it's just a matter of executing, kind of, well, yeah. planning some more, breaking it down. Yeah, because the problem you described, I've had that too, where it's like, um, so one of the reasons why my wife and I will do the use the big post-it note is then we put it on the door of our bedroom or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Where, so we're like, you're just constantly encountering these yeah. goals, right? You right. put it on the door of a closet or whatever works. Yeah. But somewhere that is like in your face pretty yeah. much. And um, that uh, uh, that's something, right? So you're staying in touch with it. Mm-hmm. But... It's um, yeah. It wasn't quite wasn't quite uh, enough as far as like that like some kind of check in and feedback loop and steering and mm-hmm. adjusting right. um, on an ongoing basis. So that's where this year I've I've landed on um, like a uh, uh, essentially a weekly process where you go back and review or yeah yep. And then this is what uh, this is what that weekly process the the beginning the beginning of the week looks like this. Where it's a retrospective. Yep. <laughs> Went well, didn't go well. High fives, joy, and gratitude. Mm-hmm. Home and side gigs, main gig. Mm-hmm. So then that, that that frames up. So like there are con- there are commonly recurring things within my home and side gigs, and then within my main gig, right? Uh, and that is basically it's like a task list, but it's meant for the week, right? And then uh, and then I check in with it on a day to day basis. Cool. And this, by the way, this notebook you have here is, I'm assuming, designed where you can add uh-huh. pages in. Yeah, so this whole circle system is interesting <clears throat> where it's a little bit of a racket because you got, you, you um, so I print these out on cardstock every week. Okay. I, I designed this, the, my, you know, my retrospective and week plan. Yeah. And then I, I use a, you know, paper cutter to cut them and then I, then I use the circle. Um, Hole cutter, the circle punch. punch, yeah, yeah, to to make it so it can mount in the book. Got it. Um, and so this thing gets thicker and thicker over the yeah. course of the year. Yep. Yep. And so what I do is I take out the current week, but be, and then put in a fresh week, right? Because then there's day to days. Well, oh, okay. I keep the I keep the beginning of the week, so I have this chain of 
you know, what, what went well and didn't go well and like an overview at the week level of what I was working on, but not the, but the day-to-day detail, I, I set that aside. Okay. And so I've got a stack of those. Okay. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just started a new week and then today was too crazy to actually do the day, the day thing. Oh, because you, you had to rearrange your schedule to come to a podcast. No, I actually <laughs> got an, uh, got had needed to get an oil change in my car this morning. Ah, and other stuff. So got it. Yep, hit the ground running. But yeah, then uh, then I use a little bit of this this book called uh, um, what's called Designing Your Life, and this is why I have these categories on here. Okay. So you have uh, the day. This is a this is stolen from David Say, um, his the Emergent Task Planner. Yeah. It's a combination of like having some tasks for the day. And then maybe ability to journal about the day, but then for sure this time. And this is actually, um, it's meant to be like for 24 hours in the day, mm. right? Oh, um, there's 24 slots. Yeah, there's 23 in this version. <laughs> I have to, I have to fix it. You one hour to sleep, <laughs> right? No, I sleep. It gets way more hours. No, okay. Yeah. Oh, good. Overall. Yeah, that's right. That was one of your, I think, goals from last year. Yeah, yeah. Just to, trying to keep it up, keep to keep the sleep going. So it's good. Yeah. But yeah, so you see, like this is the the, the, the way to keep checking in with it uh, on a day to day basis. And this this whole um, there's a um, I cannot remember the method in the that like their name for it in the book, uh, designing your life. But um, it's about tracking what kind of energy and engagement you're getting from your the things you're doing, hmm. and then are you entering a flow state with it? And so now you have this interesting chunk like data metadata about some stuff in your day yeah that you can look back and be like yeah i guess i really do like facilitation what the heck you know, yeah so um and it really stands out anyway so it's another way to get signal from the data you, re- you re- reflect on with the idea that achieving a flow state is kind of a positive thing it's a positive thing yeah yeah, yeah typically right? right i mean sometimes um it's like having flow state can mess with your time management oh right because you're you lose track of time and you're you're having you're having a blast. Yeah. And you don't even I've heard some people say when you're having a flow state, you don't know you're having a flow state. <laughs> sure. There's some debate on that one. Yeah. But but yeah, yeah, that's I suppose yeah, you can yeah, got no time to think about flow when you're flowing. Yeah. You're not yeah, there's it's it's uh it lacks the uh the meta aspect of it during the during the <laughs> flow state. That's great. Cool. Yeah. So I don't know. Did I hit you with uh, like the kind of um, like method stuff you wanted to talk about? Yeah. No, that's that's that was very intriguing. I was or I was very I should say I was interested in hearing some of what you do there. Um, yeah, it's. I think I think uh, what happens with me, which I think happens with a lot of people that allow themselves to get busy, is yeah you. You are very intentional about your your goals. Um, you know, you've always been that way, but <clears throat> it's it's good to you know how you invest the time into it. Um, and it's it's like I said, one of the I think the struggles that I have is that I, I'll do it. I see the value in it. I've read a lot about it, different approaches, whatever. But um, don't spend the uh, invest the actual time in doing it. You know, I think a lot of people think, oh, it's I don't have time to set goals, right? <laughs> Which is funny. Um, so, um, but it, uh, it actually, one extra question I have is, as I'm thinking about this, um, 
So you have your, your yearly goals that you set, and obviously mm-hmm. some of those get met, some of them don't. Yep. Um, what happens at the end of the year? When, when you look back at the previous year and you, you're thinking about next year, are, are there goals that, that get repeated? Uh, are there goals that span multiple years? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're looking really big picture, how, what does that look like for you? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely recurrence in like reframing, like because I've had I have projects that I've been doing for a long time, and um, it's like, well, what's my reason for doing this now? And so it helps me check in and continue to be very purposeful about ongoing projects. It also, I mean, I mean, there's plenty of things I don't get done, and then that tells its own story, hmm. where um, I want to. Uh, let's, I'm not trying to turn myself into like a, a, a dispassionate robot. I want to continue <laughs> to follow my, what you know things that I'm excited about and inspiring and 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 uh, and roll with it. But I also want to um, uh, get more skillful about it. Sure. So so I can uh, complete more important things and. Um, and build upon prior lessons, you know, sure. so like I've done a, like in the past, I've, I've a lot of, sometimes what I'll do is I'll, I'll pick like a, instead of a big project, I'll do small creative challenges and they're still hard. They're still important projects on their own and right. they give me a certain practice, but like, uh, at a certain point, it's like, I'm doing something because I can do it, but not, not doing the thing that I really want. It, that's still hard. I want to figure out how to do. Yeah. So... I don't know if that makes so. So it, 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 I get this feedback loop of like, well, like where do I want to go with that, and how? What do I want to stop doing? What do I want to do more of? Right. <clears throat> yeah, it's 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 kind of re uh, reemphasizing this concept that again we have twenty four hours in the day. We have to make decisions. We have to we have to say no more than we say yes in order to to be pr- somewhat productive, and so. Yeah, all that good stuff. It's well, yeah, I uh, and um, and it's like sometimes just because I've said yes to a thing or this is what I want, I thought I wanted to do. I, I don't want to be severe about it, you know. Right. Um, there's some somehow I want to keep keep adapting as the year goes along, and not like delay when I can learn something if I'm already if I've already picked up enough. So, like for instance. Uh, I, I still slip in on realistic goals. Like, I wanted to have a game done by this time, it, this year, hmm. right? And I did, like, some feasibility research in, uh, what, January and February, but then I needed to switch gears because I had this comic and a deadline. Yeah. And then I had a workshop with that same deadline, you know? Anyway, so, and, and then the, this, the, the game project, uh, would, I, I, you know, needed to deprioritize it, but it was this little bit of a... Uh, I want to gamble and see if I can luck out and see if it goes easy or whatever this time. <laughs> you know, so I still, I did that, but like, and, and I didn't, I, I wasn't harshly self-critical that it went, when, when it came up, I was like, yeah, yep. I kind of knew that one was a risk, but mm, right. I don't know. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think? So, uh, is, was, was this a productive exploration of goals or do you want to? I I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. I th- I think I think it's a good 
Because we did not talk much about your process. No, we didn't. That's true. Um, you're, you're, is there anything that like stands out as like particularly similar or different from, from what you do? Well, um, my process is... I can tell you what my process is. Yeah. Just, just to have some reference. Um, like I was saying in the beginning, I, I feel like I have a, I've worked out a good way of sort of managing sort of the... the the day-to-day sort of things. And I, I do have, so uh, my, my, my process is primarily project driven. Mm. So I've, I've got different, and this, this, this kind of comes out of the, the tool I'm using, but I think it's a pretty universal topic. I've got different areas of focus in my life, you know, family, mm. you know, job, whatever the different things that are, that I have an important role to play. <clears throat> and out of those, I've created different projects and and then those projects i you know i have tasks that i then assign to today or whenever you can i can i can decide you know and so when i look at my day if i've spent time planning my day i feel like you know i i've planned out what i think i can get done in the day mm-hmm. um and I, I i've pushed things out that i don't think make sense for the day so i i don't feel overwhelmed by just a mountain of tasks mm-hmm. but what I have, this is, might be something to, to tangent on a little bit. Curious to how this goes in your process. But I often find at the end of the day that I, uh, at you know, on average, I probably accomplish fifty percent of the things that I have on my list. Hmm. So therefore, there's a lot of things that are just carrying over, and those are the things that I had. One of the one of my sort of weekly things I'm supposed to do is I'm supposed to look and see what are the what, what are the tasks that seem to never get done oh fun and 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 is it time to like have a make a tough decision this thing needs to go or it needs to put in a super back burner or whatever (laughs) super (laughs) back burner yeah okay just made that up um so so again it's a lot of just like uh, working at that lower level but um again I, i i'm kind of plagued with this uh Concerned that I'm not, what, what's all this stuff sending me towards? You know, moving towards. Hmm. I think a lot of goals and 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 big big sort of big rock type things. Um, we have those in our heads already. Like you know, we had to, we recently you know got a kid to into college. We moved mm-hmm. twice. You know, so that like totally you know has a big influence on the tasks in your life and we've accomplished yeah. those things yeah we're, we're here now after a lot of those big events but but it's like what were those even for like what was the point of even moving why did we decide to move oh well, have we even answered that question <laughs> we've had conversations about it <clears throat> yeah. but if was there a bigger theme that is still that still needs to continue on like was moving just a step in the process of something more yeah well, I, okay, so then it's, uh, like, you can figure out, you can really rationalize a lot of stuff based on mapping out goals, like how I do it, right? Mm-hmm. Where you, can, you can, like, find things, I don't know, find things that fit or don't fit based on, like, you just have this framing of what you think you want to have happen. But I think it's neat to, like, discover, too, at the same time, where you're just, you're, you're building up experience, and then 
finding ways to in you know to poke at and question and interrogate and you know yeah sit with and like you can you can you can you can surface like reasons why this seems like it's almost like when you when you make a really good decision with your gut and you're like why why did that work out right yeah right. And so the, you, that's totally data driven yeah it's discoverable but yeah. like um but it, yeah it's like what what prevents you from doing cuz you you to, you know the, the the processes are there right right and is it is there something about that kind of um exploration that just kind of unappealing not really um i think it's it's just um, it, it maybe gets down to some level of uh, motivation or laziness, perhaps. I think I don't know. Like I, I, I dismiss that because like, I think it's I think that laziness and dis, and and, uh, and a dismissing things can get mismapped as like a, um, like a not a useful trait. Where like mm. if a task isn't ready to do, or if there's something not yeah. fully figured out, like that's a that's a pretty good reason to blow off a task right that's true well i guess what i mean is um the work of actually doing the exploration of of sitting down and doing the goal planning yeah i mean you said you taught you take a good chunk of i have super mixed feelings about it but i like what come what happens at the end right so okay well and 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 so that that to you is the incentive maybe yeah to go through the pain to use a you know, whatever. I mean, that's not the right word, but like oh, it's, it's, the effort. It's a form of pain. Yeah. Right. So, but it's good pain, right? It's like exercising or whatever. It gets you some results. <sighs> yeah. It's tough. I mean, it depends. Like, um, I get, I get impatient almost every year with the process where I'm like, I don't see where this is going, even though I know that mm. if I trust the process, it's going to go where it typically goes. Okay. Which is I will feel more informed and confident about the different things I want to emphasize in the, in the, in the year. Yeah. Um, and I may have some, some little bit of insight on the stuff that I are like my hangups that I'm, that it's like, well, I'm still trying to do an unrealistic thing. For instance, a, a, one of, one of those things was, um, uh, just, um, gosh, I'm still working through this. It's, it, it has to do with game development, right? Okay. And like, um, Guitar Fredder and This Panda Needs You worked and also had their own challenges because like, I'm mostly a solo person working on these things, right? So This Panda Needs You, Kate did, you know, co-design it with me, but like, I still did all the other hats and that's yeah. a lot of hats, that's right? A lot of hats. And it took like two years to get that thing done. Guitar Fredder, on the other hand, um, took like basically six months to do twice, because right? hmm. I, I, there's a whole story on it in and of itself, but right. basically, um, there are things about that project that I've always dismissed. Right, where it's like other game, like I, I, I compare others' work to my work, and I think, oh, you know, I, I could do so. I gotta put in more and make this like mm. one of those other games, right? Yeah, that, yeah. that has so much more polish, so much more animation, right? And like those things are not trivial as far as the amount of effort and all that that go into it. They're, they're giant creative cycles in and of themselves. Mm-hmm. And like in prior years, like I, I, but I told myself the negative side of that story. But now this year I'm just going like, seriously, I just got to make another, um, another like action puzzle game and just not care about the animation and let, like embrace aesthetics that are affordably embraceable right. for the resources I have. Right. Which is sounds like, it's kind of like I knew this 
like eight years ago when I made Guitar Fighter. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> but I've had to like relearn it. Yeah. Anyway. So Got like, it. there's something about like this this whole process where it's 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 not a really straightforward. It probably doesn't help it's the fact that games just keep getting more and more polished. Like, yeah. You look well, at games that are released; it's just ridiculous amount of right. It's a, yeah. Playing. The the yeah the the bar gets higher. Yeah. And you know what was delights? You know that's well, things that were delightful some time ago are now just expected. Right. But yeah. Although it is refreshing when you see something that you know is kind of a completely different way of thinking or doing about you know something that it's refre- and and you know they they didn't put a ridiculous amount of energy into something that normally is done, and yet they got. Great output, you know. Great. Uh, there are there are other ways to solve the solve the problem, and like you can make something really good in other other measure, measures and experience and whatnot. Yeah. It just it doesn't mean you can you'll always accept where you're at or whatever, right? right. So that, that's that's true. that's my thing. But so uh, that's like one of my big frictions with my goal process. And then yours is it is it? Um, I mean, like, what do you think? If if the um, like if the digging into the stuff on some frequent basis were a little more like if you found a method or something is that what you're looking for? Yeah, maybe? I mean it sounds like you know the the goal setting process that I've used in the past when I've sat down with like or with my wife is we just sit down and kind of brainstorm like what what are the goals we want to do this year? That's great, and there's nothing wrong with that, yeah. but. Uh, it would be kind of neat if we had more of a process where we could, you know, like you were talking about having that sort of self-interview kind of a thing where um, instead of just sitting down with a blank piece of paper and coming up with goals, you had you had some things already, you know, processed that could that you could examine and and it just gets the, you know, get, gets the creative juices flowing that way. So do you have a list of questions then? Like, so what if you put in, like, you did a creative session where instead of doing goals, you came up with questions about goals and then use the questions, right? Right. Yeah. Because uh, that's what, that's kind of what I'm thinking is like more and more over time, I'm replacing this other, this other interview, other self-interview and with more and more of my own questions. Just your own questions. Yeah. The, <clears throat> sort of the meta questions that you want to ask yourself every, every time you do it, every yeah. year or whatever. Um, yeah, don't really have a good set of questions. Um, well, you know, to me, what what what, what things kind of get down to is you know understanding why certain goals exist. Like, why is that even important? Well, why the goals and why your process too? Like, right. Sure. Because they they should help one another. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. Okay. So. Um. Yeah, this is good. You know, it's interesting. I'm just, uh, this kind of crossed my mind. Uh, we're about to have uh, our wedding anniversaries coming up in a mm-hmm. couple, in less than two weeks. So <clears throat> might be a good opportunity to, to try something, you know, to, to ah. do some. It's not calendar year, so it's more, you know, whatever, wedding year. <laughs> yeah. But it's a good time to. It's a milestone. It's a milestone, yeah. Yeah. So maybe I mean, that's the, I mean the calendar year is just like all right based yeah. on where we say the planet makes it around the sun right yeah and it's, there you go yeah and, and it's really cold out <clears throat> <laughs> so um, yeah so maybe maybe we'll we'll try some of that out I, I'm kind of excited to 
to uh, what I'll do. What I'd like to do is, yeah, kind of prepare ahead of time and get some of those questions maybe sort of sketched out at least. Yeah. And use those questions to a- ask what we could do or ask the questions that we need to, to set the goals. We ha- And we're at a good sort of crossroad too in our, our life with kids and mm-hmm. careers and everything that it would be good to really kind of take a step back. Also, I think maybe as part of the goal setting process, it would be useful for us even, you know, this being kind of a initial jump back in to, to take a look back at what just happened to us mm. over the course of last year. Yeah. As a, as a kind of a, Oh yeah. Retrospective. That's, that's one source of data, totally. right? For your, for your goals. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, it, the retrospective is a self interview. Yeah. Right. It's, you know, it's a, it's a really approachable one. That's all. Um, it's not getting you to come up with if you could describe your year in one word. Um, although, and you may or may not find that a fun exercise, but, um, you know, so if you do, if you, so you have, so you have the thing where you describe your your upcoming year in one word, but Um, do you ever go back and say, what was my actual word for last year? Even though I said I wanted it to be X, it's it actually turned out to be Y. I haven't done that. That's a fun idea. No, I, yeah. Like it, yeah. What's, uh, or maybe it's just, you know, whatever your word was dash ish. (laughs) <laughs> make and connect that would be like I think that was last year okay uh, make and connect uh, yeah I mean and are, did those pan out I'd say they panned out pretty straightforward yes yeah but like did did like another word emerge yeah <laughs> right <laughs> it came out of the the yeah the the ups and downs of of all that stuff yeah I mean no doubt I bet I I bet there is there are retro words <laughs> retro words retro word yeah love it awesome what um, there's one other th- resource I want to mention um, that I did uh, just a, I did a blog post recently about a workshop that I took hmm. um, as part of attending IO right so there's yeah. like pre conference workshops and it was it was um, one put on by um, Steph Posovec and Georgia Lupi called um, Observe, Collect, Draw. Hmm. And the whole point of that was to like take some personal data set and dig through it and, and get get useful observations from it. Oh, and, but cool. then visualize it, right? Yeah. And that was the data set I happened to pick was my 50 overdue tasks in OmniFocus. <laughs> <laughs> and so, right? And it was perfect. I did exactly what you were like, oh, I wish I knew. I did that. I'm like, why are, you know, like what are the different natures of like for how long they were late and yeah. why they were late and how I feel about them, right? right? Oh, right. And I found patterns. And so, yeah, I have, oh, I have that's an article I will totally link to from this one. That's awesome. And uh, I do recommend checking it out. <laughs> I have to just endorse my blog to who I'm podcasting with, but, you know. Yeah. No, that's good. I'll I'll have to check it it's out. It's a little on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, I don't know, this was fun. Yeah, uh, think we we explored the topic. Definitely enough to uh, you know have tons of food for thought and and you know actionable paths forward for sure. Well, that's awesome. It's yeah. uh, it's been really it's it's fun to it's fun to record with you, Pete. So. Um, I know I've, I asked you this last time, but I'll ask you again. What, um, what, what should folks do if they want to 
check in with you on the internet? Oh. Should go to your GitHub? Should they find you yeah. on Twitter? My internet, my internets have not been extremely active um, probably right. this last year. But yeah. Um, yeah, I am on Twitter, Twisted Stream. Um, that's probably my uh, most active sure. handle. If someone pings you with like some thoughts, that's that yeah. a fine place. Twitter or um, I do have a small slice of things going on instagram but okay not yeah twitter's probably my more active active right. thing so no that's super cool um and uh yeah i guess if if anyone else uh if you got feedback for me as usual you can always hit me up on twitter or instagram i'm more i'm more active on instagram nowadays than i am on twitter nice and um and where are both places i am at rob stenzinger but then via email if you have like longer thoughts and comments, uh, then you can use this very long email address, which is rob.stenzinger at stenzingersoftware.com. So thanks again for being here, Pete. Yeah, thanks, Rob. And thank you very much for listening. Mm -hmm.